Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. I still want to lay a little bit more groundwork for next week because next week, June 8th, is Pentecost Sunday. And it, it looks like I will be doing the majority of the teaching on Pentecost next Sunday because last week was, was kind of the, the intro to the intro uh, it was looking at the children of Israel after leaving Egypt to Mount Sinai. So I, I want to pick up at Mount Sinai because I, I feel like there's a revelation of the bridegroom God that, that we, we really need to get that happens between Egypt and what happens at, at Mount Sinai. So <clears throat> what, what has happened, just to kind of bring you up to, to speed, you know, we, we celebrated Passover together uh, on Passover, and we, we looked in detail at, at that feast and how Jesus is the ultimate and literal fulfillment of what that feast was was pointing to and how that event the original celebration of Passover led to the children of Israel being kind of kicked out of Egypt and taking a lot of the wealth of Egypt with them and last week we looked at how God was showing himself to be an amazing provider, protector, uh, husband, if you will, to, to this people who, who he was bringing forth. Because re- remember, some, something different is is happening in this whole passover narrative to to where we are now there 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 had been individuals of god up up to this point uh from really from creation because we we have stories of individuals who were faithful to god but but there 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 weren't an identifiable people of God up to this point. And, and how Passover was, was the beginning point of, of God bringing forth a people who, who would be his. And, you know, what, what I... And I'm going to try to be brief, really. I'm... I know that's hard for you to believe, but <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm really going to try. Because uh, I, I just I want to bring out a few elements of, of this, what's happening at, at Mount Sinai. So God had, he, he brought them through the Red Sea. You know, it, 
we're, we're beginning to see a, a pattern with God how he, he lets things get really dire. And then he does something miraculous. And, and that was Passover. That was the Red Sea. It was the water uh, being healed at Mara. It was the manna and the quail. It was, you know, it, it got not very good. It got bad, and then God would come through. And so we're, I want to pick up the story at Mount Sinai, and, and this is Exodus chapter 19. So we've, we've gone up to this point, and, and I've got to read a little bit of this narrative from Exodus chapter 19, because there's some really significant things that, that are said here. So Exodus 19, starting in verse 1, uh, I did give you the, the thing, right? Okay, good. In the third month after the sons of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on that very day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. When they set out from Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and camped in the wilderness, and there Israel camped in front of the mountain. And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the sons of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now then, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples of the earth." For all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words which the Lord had commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I shall come to you in a thick cloud, in order that the people may hear when I speak with you, and may also believe in you forever. Then Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. So what, what's happening here is <clears throat> the congregation of Israel is, is now at the foot of Mount Sinai. And yesterday... We, we celebrated a wedding here yesterday. And some of you were here. There was dancing at this wedding. And it was cool. 
It wasn't Jewish dancing, it was Irish dancing, but it was, it was very cool. But what happens at a wedding is, is there, there are vows. And this is what the Lord is doing with Israel in this passage. He's, he's telling them, okay, if, if you will obey my voice, and if, if you will do what I say, you will be my possession. You, these, these, this is bridal language that the Lord is using right here. You will be my possession out of all the people of the earth. And, and then he says, because all the earth is mine. But, but if you will do this, if, if you will hear my voice and do what I say, then you will be my people. And, and what did the people say? <laughs> they said what a people can say. They, they can't say, I do. They, they said, we do. They said, we will do all that, that you say. And if, if we had time to, to keep going in, into chapter 24, we, we would see that the people actually say this three times to the Lord. That we, we will do. We, we will do. And, and so in, in a Jewish wedding, um, there, there are certain elements uh, there is a hoopah. They, they stand under this covering, uh, and that's where they say their vows. And there, there was something like this going on at Mount Sinai. There, there are a couple different ways that you can actually interpret it. There, there was the cloud and the cloud was up on the top of the mountain. And the people were at the foot of the mountain. And it's, it's interesting that the Hebrew that says that and they were at, at the foot of the mountain, it, it can be interpreted they were under the mountain. And, you know, like being in the shadow of is like being under. And, and that is, is probably what, what that terminology related to. But there, there, was, there was this happening at Mount Sinai. The people were under this covering. There's also a mikvah because the bride has to consecrate herself. She has to be cleansed. And what did the Lord tell Moses to have the people do? He said, have the people consecrate themselves and be ready, because on the third day, I'm going to show myself to them. And then there was, in a Jewish wedding, there's a ketubah. 
And what that is, it's, it's like a marriage contract. It's, they, they actually write it out. You know, in a typical Christian wedding, we, the, the bride and groom, they say vows to each other, but they may never look at those again. That sometimes they may never think of them again. But <laughs> in a Jewish wedding, that's not the case. They're, they are written out, and they are in a prominent place. That this, this, is, this is what this means. This is what this marriage means. And the Lord inscribed the Ten Commandments on stone and gave that ketubah to Moses to bring to the people. It's, it's amazing. And, and there's, there's, a, there's a gift, usually, some, some kind of special gift that, that's given at a Jewish wedding to the bride. And the Sabbath was that gift that God gave to, to his bride. A, a day of rest every week. A day when... And, and this, is, this is the meaning of, of the Sabbath. It's, it's not a day for us to go and recreate and just have fun. No, it, it was to be a day dedicated to the Lord. So it was a day when the bride and groom could, could, not be, could have no distractions and, and just be together. And now, as, as we... Uh, I'm trying to figure out what I want to tell you this week and what I want to say for next week, because... <laughs> This, this, the same thing could happen next week, and we, I could not have very much time again, and that, that might happen, and that would be just fine. <laughs> but it, when, when you look at the whole narrative of, of Exodus, starting in, in chapter 19, it's, it's interesting how it, it, it seems like God gets distracted because he's, he's, he's having this dialogue with his people through Moses, and Moses is going up and down the mountain, talking to God and then talking to the people and going back and forth. And, and then finally, God just starts to tell him all this stuff that, that seems kind of random. But but God is very purposeful and and not random. So he in chapter twenty he gives the Ten Commandments, which was the ketubah. But then in, in twenty one through twenty four, he, he just starts giving details about how they're supposed to live and about social justice and Sabbaths and the feasts and it's it's like uh 
a bridegroom is telling the bride what their life together is going to be like. And then 25 through 31, he give, the Lord gives Moses all this detail about the tabernacle. And, and for a long time I wondered, you know, God, why, why here? Because this is the house where they were going to meet. This, this is the house where, where they were going to be together. And, and so when, when you read it from this bridal perspective, you, you can almost sense the excitement of God in, in giving all this to Moses because he, he was about to have a people. He, he was about to have a bride who who would actually represent him well on the earth. He, he was giving them what they needed to, to represent him well and, and, and to love him. And so when, when you look at, at the detail about all of that, and, but then there's, there's one more element of, of this whole bridal story because... After the wedding, the bridegroom takes the bride to the house that, that he's prepared. And, you know, I, I would have thought that that would be the tabernacle, but, but no, God had something much bigger planned. Because right after the discussion about the tabernacle and all that, he, he tells Moses... And, and okay, after you build all this and you find the guys that I've gifted to build all this amazing stuff that I just told you about that, that I want you to make, then we're, go we're going to the land that I promised Abraham. So it, it wasn't just a, a little tabernacle, although that was... I mean, to, to use what I think is appropriate language, the tabernacle was like the bedroom. That, that, was, that was the place of intimacy. For God and his people. But he had a huge yard and house that he wanted them to have. And it was the whole promised land that he promised to Abraham hundreds of years before. And, and as soon as they were done with the wedding, the Lord wanted them to go and possess it. And, and the really sad thing is that they didn't. They, they went and... They sent the spies in, and you, you know the story. The whole generation, except for the two spies who trusted God, had faith in God, they all had to die off before they could go into that land that God had prepared for them. So 
Does, does it sound like that's what this means? It, it does to me. And, and see, the, the picture of, of God and Israel, his people in, in the wilderness, it's, it's, it's a, a type of, of what he wanted with the church. And, and so next week, <laughs> we're, we're going to look a little more at, at Pentecost because, see, they, the people couldn't really celebrate Pentecost at Mount Sinai because it's a harvest feast. And, and there wasn't any harvest in, in the wilderness. But this is what happened at Mount Sinai was what happened 50 days after Passover. And when, when we look at the New Testament story in Acts chapter 2 of Pentecost, and, and we look back to what happened at, at the foot of Mount Sinai, then then we're informed about exactly what it is God was doing back then. And, and we're even more informed about what he's doing now. Because, uh, and, uh, and I, I just, I got to give you this one thing so you can at least chew on it all week. But I'll, I'll develop it a lot more next week. But the whole idea of of God giving his people the law so so that they would know how to be his people. He he understood that it wasn't going to work, that, that they weren't going to be able to do it. But the anti-type in the New Testament that happened on Pentecost was he, he gave the people his own spirit to be within and upon so that we wouldn't have to live by written rules the bridegroom could actually direct us individually as we turned our attention and our hearts to him. And, and, and it would be an empowering spirit so that we would actually be able to do it even though not perfectly, but we would be able to do it. So, Father, I thank you for the richness of your wisdom and your word. Uh, I thank you that you still desire a people who, who would be a bride in love with you. A bride who wants to see you 
get what you want. Lord, make us that bride. And meet us next Sunday. We ask for more. And we thank you. In Jesus' name. So, uh, if, if you prayed Friday or Saturday for today, would you stand up? If you, if you took a time slot and you... Uh, these, these guys were part of what happened here this morning. Thank you. Thank you all. Let's, let's have twice as many this week. Because I'll have a sign-up sheet out there again this week, and we'll start about 8 o'clock on Friday, and we'll go till 8 o'clock on Saturday again. And Friday at 7, we, we are going to show that video about the real Mount Sinai and the archaeology and what was discovered. And it's... Did you get to see it, Arnie? Okay, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty... Cool. It's encouraging, faith building. Uh, it's amazing some of the stuff that they found at this mountain, and it's amazing how this mountain is all black on top, and none of the other mountains are that way because the fire of God was on that mountain. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs>